Welcome to the Counselors of Real Estate's Top 10 in 10 podcast series. In these 10-minute episodes, we'll discuss one of the prevailing 2021 and 2022 top 10 issues affecting real estate. I'm your host, Jonathan Shine, Counselor of Real Estate in the CRE, and CEO and Executive Director of the Real Estate Limited Partner Institute. The Counselors of Real Estate are trusted advisors finding solutions to complex real estate challenges. Experienced, innovative, and credentialed problem solvers, Counselors practice in 20 countries and offer expertise in more than 50 real estate disciplines across all asset types and classes. Each has earned the prestigious CRE designation. I'd like to introduce our call, uh, our panelists today, starting with Cassandra. Good morning. It's, I'm Cassandra Francis, and I have a global practice in real estate uh, planning and construction, uh, strategic advisory services. I'm very happy to be with you today to talk about this very important topic in 2021. And Tomas? Uh, uh, good evening or good morning. I don't know, but because uh, I'm, I'm with you from Europe, we have an afternoon, and uh, I, I guess that you have a morning in the United States. Uh, uh, my name is Tomas Sibor, and uh, I'm a CRE member almost 21 years uh, from the beginning of uh, uh, this millennium. Uh, I'm, uh, uh, I'm privileged to be a chair of the European chapter uh, almost uh, three years uh, and CRE European chapter. And I have my own practice. Uh, uh, I'm a founder of a company called 4CT, uh, which is the company oriented for uh, urban analysis and urban planning and management of the uh, uh, urban development processes. So that's my core uh, core business. I'm on the market uh, almost more than thirty years. So, so that's you, uh, you, you've that's seen a lot, Tomas. That's for sure. <laughs> so, um, Tomas and Cassandra co-authored the narrative supporting the number one issue in this year's compilation of the top t- top ten issues affecting real estate, remote work, and mobility, which we're all quite familiar with right now. Uh, to review all of these issues, uh, visit cre.org top slash top 10. So welcome. So let's start with the obvious. COVID-19's disruption over the last 18 months has forced industry, our industry to recognize that the adaptability and resilience are paramount in real estate markets. Time will tell as to which space use behaviors will endure as all real estate sectors are watching closely and poised to react. What demand-driven changes do you foresee in the desired use and location of space as remote work transitions to hybrid work models? Uh, Cassandra, well, let's start with you. Sure. You know, I think the paramount thing that we learned through COVID or any kind of large disruption like this is that spaces that are adaptable, flexible, and shareable uh, are ones that are really going to um, survive the best when there's these these short-term changes. Um, Of course, spaces are going to need to be safe and clean. This is one of the things that the perception of the safety and the cleanliness of space is also going to be paramount moving forward. And lastly, um, in almost every every property sector, increased amenities are going to be very important and are going to be um, probably the differentiators between um, a demand driven towards space of all different sectors. So, for instance, in in residential, larger spaces with separable offices and home classrooms, that's still going to be a demand for a certain uh, segment of the population. You're going to see in commercial space a very important need for the, the absolute and perceived 
cleanliness and safety within spaces. There's been a lot of reports of people who have returned to the offices not having um, seeing that much of a difference from pre-COVID um, period. So I think that making sure that there's a, a very perceived difference before and after COVID is going to be very important. And certainly for healthcare facilities, educational facilities, time will tell once we determine how permanent all these changes are and indeed how the pandemic will actually change the uses of these types of spaces. So let me ask you just to, to double down on that. When you say amenities, would you say that health services, when I mean coming into an, a building, a residential or commercial, is that a new sense of security that people need in order to go back to the office? I think it's very true. And I think that while I do not believe we're going to probably return to a five-day work week in the near term, um, long-term, maybe time will tell. And I do think that urban locations will be, um, will, will, uh, maintain their their attractiveness for people. But in the main in the current time period, I think things like amenities of of options for parking as people are more concerned about using public transportation, having amenities on site so people can feel safe within the building and not necessarily leave, but also having offices that are near public open spaces and, and homes that are near public open spaces where there's not the personal outdoor space is going to be paramount. And Tomas, how would you like to follow up on what Cassandra just uh, related to us? Uh, maybe uh, at the beginning, uh, it's good to focus a little bit uh, that uh, the COVID uh, uh, has really significantly impacted, uh, impacted the world's economy, demographics, and especially the human behavior uh, in terms of how, where, and when we use the spaces. And I think that this is the main message from uh, my uh, perspective uh, to us that we have to start to think more uh, significantly about the changes which are not new. You know, those trends or tendencies uh, were here before COVID. But the COVID is, from my uh, point of view, uh, the, the, the unique accelerator of many of the processes. Because uh, for example, uh, uh, all over the globe, uh, we have the experience that the pandemic uh, uh, brought many different uh, lockdowns, uh, which really slowed significantly slow, slowed down nearly all people and even delivery of the goods. And we were from one day to, to another phase, you know, how to react on that and how uh, and many of the results of that we are not able to solve till today. If you look at the automotive production and many, many distribution of the goods, still we are on the, on the results of the COVID. And what it means for, is that uh, we really uh, were slowed down, but in the same moment, many of the demands were increased very significantly. For example, uh, the, uh, uh, the uh, electronic ways of communication. Uh, many of the companies, many of the sectors were relatively good prepared. For example, my own company, we, we, we use the teams, we use all those applications, and we communicate through that uh, tools before the COVID. But within very short time, global economy in many sectors didn't have any other chance, but it was not just the economy, it was not just the real estate market, but it was also the whole uh, educational system. Uh, systems. They were uh, from one day to another transferred. And for example, if we compare how the educational systems were prepared for such a type of situation, they were um, very 
uh, compared to the uh, uh, business sector, uh, they were very less uh, uh, less uh, uh, prepared than the, than the companies and private sector. Uh, in the same moment, uh, we really recognized that uh, the necessity and the need of, uh, for example, covering by Wi-Fi connection, uh, ability to, to, to have enough capacities in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in mobile uh, networks, uh, to be able to communicate not only for the business reasons but uh, also for uh, for other other fields of our lives like this, the education but at the end also the entertainment and uh, the private communication in between the families because many of the families were split for for months without any other tools uh, to communicate and it, and I think that uh, the COVID was a test and a big laboratory. I know that it caused many, many terrible uh, uh, results for concrete people, societies, economies. But it, uh, I'm, what I'm trying to do together with my colleagues to look at the COVID as an opportunity, which showed us where we have to a little bit uh, focus more, zoom to some of the details, zoom to uh, some kind of technologies uh, uh, developments or uh, organization of uh, of uh, of uh, for example the work uh, as Cassandra mentioned I'm hundred percent sure and that was something what we recommended to our uh, let's say clients uh, forgot the five weeks uh, working uh, days forgot the standard working hours and if we if we look at that that it's something what will be changed especially in some of the fields of activity, some of the businesses, it will have, I'm 100% sure, it will have a relevance to the educational systems. Because if you look back, when starts the regular uh, school attendance in, uh, in uh, 17 uh, centuries? Uh, it starts because the manufacturing starts to grow up and there was a need uh, to, sure. to, to, to cover the babies or the children when they are moms. Uh, were uh, working so, and if they, if the moms and the fathers too will start working in a different day, will have much more flexibility. I do believe that it will have the influence to the way how we will organize uh, organize the, the education too, and the culture and and, and the sport activities uh, and and so on and so on. everything what is uh, part of our lives. So it means that uh, there is a real stamped uh, result of COVID that uh, the hybrid type of work, hybrid type of entertainment, hybrid type of education, it's something what we have to uh, have as a, as a standard, uh, standard type of uh, arrangement, uh, let's say, of our activities. You certainly make a really good point, especially when it comes to childcare, which is now back at the forefront of getting back to work or getting back to work in the office or any way to deal with this hybrid workforce. So uh, on to the next question. After years of apparent but variant trends towards urbanization, the pandemic, pandemic universally caused the movement away from urban cores, or so we think, particularly for those with higher incomes who could afford to move and for lower income individuals seeking lower costs of living. The permanence of these movements may not be assured as once thought and probably don't represent a true urban exodus. What are you seeing in your markets and what do you anticipate nationally? Now, Cassandra, you're in Chicago and Tomas, you're in Prague. So you obviously they could be the, there could be a lot of overlap or none at all. So I'd love to hear from, from Cassandra first and then from Tomas. 
Well, first, in the housing market in the U.S. now is is strangely starting to slow after record-breaking increases um, over the last year of housing prices, where one of the issues with the, with the slowdown is I think we've hit these price ceilings where people just will not pay um, these increased prices, which in some cases are, in markets are 17% up. Um, and the inventories um, over the last year were significantly down during COVID. And that's changing a bit now, too, because more people um, are putting their own homes on the market and builders are trying to keep up with some of this demand. But now, again, that's starting to slow. And I think we're probably seeing a bit of a slowdown in going to the suburbs, just as prices have hit, uh, particularly in, in areas like Chicago, larger cities, where the prices in the suburbs have been, you know, prices homes have been selling over asking price um, in, in many markets. And there's been a reduction in some of the costs in the downtown areas, which have caused relative bargains um, in some cases in condo markets. So I think a lot of what we've seen over COVID is going to change. Um, the, the fleeing of the, you know, the urban exodus, I believe that that was probably something that's more um, short term, although the pandemic is looking like it might be a longer term uh, situation now as well. And as people um, try to become more comfortable, particularly with the Delta variant and other potential mutations, um, kind of getting back to what is normal, uh, people may res continue to reside where they are now, particularly as they've spent such um, mm -hmm. high costs for these properties. So the urban center, I believe, will always um, still have, because of the density of amenities that it had, it will always um, long-term survive. And I think there will be a pendulum swing as there's other local and global disruptors. Um, but currently now, I think that you're still going to see a balance between some people moving back into the city or buying properties um, in the city and uh, the suburban markets slowing a bit just due to hitting price ceilings. Thank you. And Tomas? So, uh, <clears throat> I think if, uh, if, we, if we look at the euro, uh, 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 there, there are really, uh, let's say, significant uh, differences between the United States or Canada and, and Europe. Because, uh, first of all, and it's, uh, it's one of the drivers, the labor mobility in the EU has been uh, rising as workers in the lower income regions migrate to the dynamic cities for jobs. It's the same in every parts of the world, but true. But uh, uh, we, let's say, we have a dynamic labor market with uh, it's uh, a dynamic uh, uh, that helps. Uh, are in Europe uh, homes for 20% of Europeans. So let's say uh, those uh, uh, dynamically driven and increasing uh, urban hubs, where the Prague is one of them. Uh, are, are uh, altogether, uh, let's say, approximately 20% of the uh, Europeans. And that uh, involves uh, only two uh, European megacities, uh, London and Paris. So those are only two cities which are comparable with the cities like in, uh, in states like Chicago, New York, uh, Los Angeles, and uh, other. Because the structure, urban structures, in Europe are much more based on a, a longer history and longer, uh, longer, let's say, uh, a different type, a different way of uh, development, where, let's say, multifunctionality of the cities was historically built uh, as a natural principle of uh, development of the cities. 
uh, that di the direction of, or, or the principle was a little bit influenced by, by Athens Charta when we started in, uh, with different intensity, uh, differently built the cities uh, in especially 60s, 70s, and 80s. Uh, but uh, it's, uh, it's all gone. Uh, gone and uh, now the, the, the Europe is uh, it's back on their let's say historical fundamentals. Why I'm talking about it is that uh, we have in some aspects a bit uh, different uh, uh, situation and I have the opportunity to talk with many of my colleagues uh, during the COVID that the situation in the city centers in, uh, in, in Europe was uh, this was different than in the, the cities like, uh, like for example, New York, because the people were still present in the cities. I don't know if you heard about the phenomenon, which was very typical in the, in a, during the total uh, lockdowns, that the people were communicating from their balconies. <laughs> in some cities, the people were singing every 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 evening you know, because they were and and the, the structure of the city, the distances between the buildings. Uh, uh, ability to, to touch uh, the greenery inside the city in the direct neighborhoods was maybe much easier because the people didn't need, for example, the public uh, transport, which was very dangerous during uh, and very very restricted uh, during the pandemic uh, during the pandemic uh, lockdown. So uh, uh, the development of the uh, of the European city won't be so much changed uh, or the principles of the development uh, it's my opinion won't be so much changed uh, as a result of the COVID because we have another problem which we had before the COVID and it, it's falling it's maybe one uh, of those which won't be accelerated by the COVID uh, experience and that is that uh, because we didn't build in many cities enough within the let's say next uh, last uh, 10 or 15 years uh, 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 we uh, we can if we look at many uh, or majority of the uh, uh, urban hubs in europe the increase of the prices uh, it's uh, really unstandard and it's amazing and uh, the number of the people uh, which are becoming out of the ability to, to get uh, uh, the, uh, the apartments inside the cities because of the uh, level of their salaries. It's increasing. And what the only reason why the people are moving out from this, those, uh, let's say, urban centers is not because uh, they are uh, afraid of uh, COVID. But this is the, the primary is the economical moderation. And if I look uh, 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 at my country, especially in the main city, big city like Prague, but it's not only the problem of Prague uh, right now in, in these days. Uh, uh, many, the, the group of the people for whom is not affordable to get the, uh, the space for living inside the city is increasing. And they are moving out, not because they, they are afraid about the COVID, not because they are going to the nature, but they don't have any other alternative because it's cheaper. And the results of that, it's really, really very important. And we have to be really very careful. What are the solutions? Well, sure. And you touch upon another top 10 in 21 and 22 that we'll cover in another podcast. Uh, finally, uh, real quickly, as we're talking about remote work and mobility, uh, and these, this is a very short question before we close. Cassandra and Tomas, do you see a return to five days in an actual office moving forward after the pandemic? 
I'll start by just saying I don't believe so. I think that with you know seventy percent of workers feeling um, that they are more productive at home and that they truly enjoy uh, working remotely, that's going to be. Uh, very difficult to attract those folks back into the office five days a week. One of the other things we didn't talk about relative, um, we focus on COVID, is the m- millennial population, which is a cohort that is, you know, a very large cohort. Um, they're also just turning um, in their early 30s so that they're going to be looking for their first time homes as well. So separate from COVID, we have things like millennials becoming a first home buying age. Um, and they're also a population that prefers not to work in the office if they have the flexibility of working remotely. But also things like climate change that are also impacting um, and driving mobility as well now. So beyond just COVID, we still have some other things that are really impact- impacting uh, globally. Sure. Absolutely. Thank you. And Tomas, Uh, five day in the office work week. uh, And I think uh, uh, not. uh, uh, We have to really accept that uh, the question is if uh, sixty percent, fifty percent, seventy percent. But I'm I'm sure that not more than eighty percent of the people will be back in the offices. But the regime, how they will use the offices, will be different. Uh, and I think that the influence, and uh, for uh, for me uh, especially, the flexibility in planning, flexibility in building, in procedures, the way, uh, the flexibility in time, how to use the spaces we are building or we have uh, under management, it's the key factor. Uh, because, uh, as Cassandra said, it's not only a result of the COVID. It's a problem that the people have a new experience, which they never had before. They were well, half a year, one year, one and a half year at home. And they really, they, are, they, are, they, they change their attitude. And many companies have a problem. My own company will be not the same. We used the home homework before, but we are using it right now more uh, than before. Uh, what we learned also was that we work on international projects through the COVID. And we have the teams, uh, international teams from United States, Italy, uh, London, uh, Czech Republic, with tens of people. And we, were, we never met in Rio, mm. but we were able to work and we were able to create a concept for, for reaching, for example. And we were, uh, we were happy with uh, uh, results. And what's, uh, what's for me also a new experience that we created new, let's say, new type of social contact because I have a friend I never met. Uh, and because we have the same experience because the friendship and collegiality, it's built on cooperation or sharing of the time, let's say, and sharing of the experiences and all those aspects will influence. It's not just the decision of the managers. It's also a change of the attitude of the people, of the uh, employees. And as Cassandra said, young people, but I'm not the youngest, I said at the beginning, but still, I'm, I'm thinking how it's more efficient uh, to work. And for me, that experience with international from uh, international cooperation, it's one of the positive uh, results that I have a really more experience through the global cooperation, which was for all of us, at the beginning, the need, but at the end, something totally enjoy. You know, we are looking forward to meet in person. We promise to each other that we one day we will meet and we will celebrate the cooperation. But uh, we are happy today. We are happy that we have that opportunity. And that's something what, what COVID a little bit pushed us. 
And I think that we have to count that experience as a something that will significantly influence how the companies, how the organizations will organize their way of work. And at the end, it will have the influence to our buildings and our cities at the end. That's That's terrific. I want to thank you both, Cassandra and Tomas of Counselors of Real Estate. Obviously, the pandemic was a stress test revealing vulnerabilities, appetites, and new and increased risks. The 2021-22 top 10 issues are highly interconnected, as we found out this, this, this afternoon, and in, an indicative of a changing and evolving real estate landscape. We're grateful for your knowledge and your contributions to this report. Join us next time for another discussion of the top 10 effect, issues affecting real estate. I'm Jonathan Shine. On behalf of the Counselors of Real Estate, thank you for joining us for this episode of the Top 10 in 10. Thank you.